Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 12. And as we get to the end of the chapter, we've, we've been watching this sparring, if you will, between Jesus and and the Pharisees. And not really a fight, but you know, just kind of like they're just going at one another. Really, the Pharisees are coming at Jesus, and Jesus just continues to put them in their place. And um, th- at the end of chapter 3, uh, there's going to be yet another uh, sparring match, if if you will between the pharisees and jesus but this time there's some other people there and it's the teachers or some people who are called teachers of the law people who know their bibles really well and uh and and they teach their bibles if you will the old testament the law but they're about to get their rear ends handed to them if you will uh, just like they have every time in the past because they're challenging jesus over and over again and they they just they keep sparring with Jesus. They keep getting their butts whooped, and they just it didn't get through their thick skull that you know they're not gonna trip Jesus up and get him to uh, get him to fall or get him to mess up to where they can just pounce all over him and say, "See, he's not the he's not from God. He's not the Messiah. We knew that he wasn't. It's not gonna happen." But yet they don't understand that, and they keep trying. They keep trying, and they keep trying. In verses thirty-eight through forty-five. Uh, Matthew writes this, he says, One day some teachers of the religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. Now, that that right there is a, a joke in of itself. Here, here are some Bible thumpers, if you will, people who teach the law, people who know the law like the back of their hand. And they're going to challenge God himself. Here's Jesus who is God in the flesh. Jesus, the one who gave the law to the Jews to begin with because he was there when Moses was up on the mountain. Jesus was there with God because he is God. He's been there throughout all eternity. He gave them the very law that these Bible thumpers are studying and teaching and if you remember when when they when they teach like in the synagogues they would teach in the authority of Moses and and now they're hearing Jesus come along and 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 Jesus says something like you have heard it said and he would go through some of the law and he says but now I say to you so Jesus takes the lessons that they that they they have been hearing from these teachers of the law in their synagogues and, and other places, and he raises it, if you will, to a whole nother level. And it's one that they have never heard before. And now the people are starting to talk about Jesus and how his teachings are they they are done with authority like they have never heard before. It's it's literally blowing the minds of the people. Uh, and he's been doing this since he was 12 years old because if, if you would remember back when, and this is all we know about his childhood, 
back when uh, his parents, Mary and Joseph, had been traveling with their family to Jerusalem. Uh, oh, what was it for? Was it for Passover? I can't remember exactly uh, what it was for, but they they had traveled to Jerusalem for something. Uh, maybe it was, I don't know. I'm guessing because I just can't remember at the moment. But they traveled back home for three days and did not realize that Jesus was not with them. And, and so that means they had to turn around and go back to Jerusalem and travel another three days just to get back to Jerusalem. And where do they find Jesus? They find Jesus sitting in the temple talking Bible, if you will, with the religious leaders. And now we have these religious leaders, these teachers of the law, and some Pharisees who want proof. They want Jesus to work a miracle to prove to them that his authority is from God like he claims. And I just want to say, hello, where have you been over where all these miracles have been taking place? They can go visit anybody that has come to Jesus for a healing. They go to anybody that has had a demon cast out of them. They, they, Jesus has worked all kinds of miracles, including raising Jairus' 12-year-old daughter from the dead. And you know, it wouldn't have been nothing for Jesus to work a miracle for these guys. He, he could have easily worked a miracle and said, see, I can do these things. But Jesus doesn't do that. He, he he doesn't have to prove anything to them. And in fact, what he does is what he always does, and he puts them in their place. In verse 39, it says, Jesus replied, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. So here's Jesus. He's always telling them their hearts aren't right. He's telling his disciples, "You can listen to their teachings, but don't act like they do because they're they're just they're they're not showing the mercies of God." And and now he's saying he he's telling these people, these religious leaders and these Pharisees to their face that they're evil and they're adulterous. Their generation. And 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 he says, "You're demanding a miraculous sign from me?" No. Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them, and he's talking about them, the only sign that I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. They would be familiar with Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, we don't know if it was a whale. People call it a whale. I heard it was a whale ever since I was a little kid. All we know is it was a big fish. But Jonah, as Jesus says, was in this belly of the great fish for three days and three nights. So will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. What's he talking about? He's talking about being buried in the tomb after he was crucified by these very guys that he's talking to. The religious leaders and the Pharisees because they eventually... When they eventually, because they they try to kill Jesus over and over, time and time again, they try to stone him several times, but finally he's sold out by his own disciple Judas to the religious leaders, and he's going to be crucified, and he will be taken down off the cross by Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, two religious leaders, by the way, who were a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish court system, 
but they had converted to Jesus. Uh, remember, it was Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night as to not be found out by uh, the religious leaders that he uh, was in with. But when Jesus was uh, uh, had died on the cross, it was Joseph of Arimathea who had the tomb, who owned the tomb, that uh, pl- he let Jesus borrow that tomb because it was almost... See, Jesus died around 3 o'clock, and it was at 6 o'clock the Sabbath began, so they had like three hours to get Jesus buried in that tomb. And so Nicodemus and Joseph Arimathea, Arimathea took Jesus' body off the cross and got his body prepared for burial and placed him in Joseph Arimathea's tomb, and it was sealed up. And so Jesus is telling these religious leaders, these Pharisees, he says, the only sign that you're going to get is the sign of Jonah the prophet. For he was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights. The Son of Man, talking about Jesus himself, will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And and the way the Bible does... Uh, the way the Bible counts days, it doesn't have to be a full day, like a 24-hour day. It could be just a part of a day. It could be five minutes of, of a day, but it, it it's considered a day. Like Jesus, when he died on the cross at 3 o'clock and had to be put in the tomb by 6 because the Sabbath began, which would have been a day. So he died on, say, Friday. He was, uh, the, within three hours, the Sabbath started at 6 Jesus was already in the tomb, so that's one day. Saturday would be two days. Then Sunday morning as the sun rose, which would have been the third day, and that's when he had the discussion with Mary. He said, hey, you go tell my brothers and sisters that I'm I'm alive. I'm here. I'm back. Um, and so what Jesus tells this adulterous, evil generation these religious leaders and these pharisees he says the only sign you're going to get is the sign of jonah the prophet they had no idea what he's talking about we do because we have the end of the story and we can go back and read about it but they had no idea at the time but he's talking about being buried in the tomb after he's crucified um in verse 41 jesus says the people of nineveh and nineveh is where the big fish spit Jonah up. Because remember, God had told Jonah to go preach to Nineveh. And that's why uh, Jonah was running uh, away from God to begin with. He went in the opposite direction. He didn't want to go preach to the people of Nineveh because he knew God is a God of grace and a God of mercy. And he was going to have mercy on Nineveh and Jonah. He didn't like those people. He hated those people. And he didn't want God to show mercy on those people. But... uh, he he ended up going to Nineveh anyway because God sent him in that direction after he got swallowed by this big old fish. Jonah's like, yeah, I guess I better go. And so he does. He goes and preaches repentance, a message of repentance to the people of Nineveh, and they do repent. Uh, so Jesus says the people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now, someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. In other words, the Messiah is here. You've been studying about the Messiah for a long time. You've been teaching others that the Messiah is coming for a long time. I'm here, but yet you refuse to repent. Why do they refuse to repent? Because 
one of their major problems is that they don't even believe that they have sin in their lives. They don't believe that they need a Savior. And you can go read all of John chapter 8 and, and see that. Because their attitude is, look, we belong to Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. We are Jews. We have never been in bondage to any man. Because Jesus had told them, the truth will set you free. Talking about being free from sin. And they're saying, what do you mean the truth? We've never been in bondage to anybody. We're, we're the seed of Abraham. We're, we're God's chosen people. So that they didn't even realize that, that they have sin in their life. Therefore, they tune Jesus out. They, they didn't want to hear that. And so Jesus says, hey, there's somebody greater than Jonah standing right here before your very eyes. Me, the Messiah himself, the Son of Man, God in the flesh, but yet you refuse to listen. You refuse to repent. And then he says, the Queen of Sheba. Now, you, you, can, um, you can read about uh, the, the Queen of Sheba. Oh, where it's First Kings or Second Kings? Cameron, you can Google it, uh, and it's also in the Chronicles, First or Second Chronicles. But the the Queen of Sheba, I want to say it's First Kings eleven. Uh, but she had heard about the wisdom of Solomon, and she didn't believe it because you know wisdom. Uh, uh, Solomon had prayed for wisdom. He, God said, "I'll give you anything you ask for," and he said, "Give me wisdom." And so he was very wise. I mean, just so wise it was no, nobody like him with so much wisdom. And so she had heard, the Queen of Sheba had heard about the wisdom of Solomon and his riches, and she didn't believe it. She wanted to see it for herself. So she makes this long journey to uh, Jerusalem, and she meets Solomon, and, some, and then she's going to spend some time with Solomon. And, and so now that she has met Solomon and spent time with Solomon for herself, she was absolutely blown away by him. And she gives him a, a, a bunch of gold and a bunch of spices and I believe some, a certain kind of tree that they made all kind of stuff for the temple out of. And then she returns to her homeland. But Jesus says, the queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And now, someone greater than Solomon is here. But you refuse to listen. It's the same thing. Somebody's greater than Jonah is here. You refuse to repent. Somebody greater than all the Solomon of wisdom. Uh, all, the, all the wisdom of Solomon is here. And yet, you refuse to listen. Then Jesus says this. He says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest but finding none and then it says i will return to the person i came from and so it returns and finds its former home empty swept and in order then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself and they all enter the person and live there and so that person is worse off than before that will be the experience of this evil generation Jesus here is referring to these religious leaders and these Pharisees, this, this generation of, of, of religious people, if you will. These Bible thumpers is what I was calling them. He's, he is referring to them because they, they reject him. 
as I said a while ago, here, here is the Messiah. They've studied about him all of their lives. He's standing right before their very eyes. They're, they're having a conversation with him. They, they can literally reach out and touch him if they wanted to. And, and they're having this conversation with God in the flesh, and they absolutely refuse to listen to anything that he has to say. They refuse to be obedient, and they, they keep their hearts closed to Jesus. And so Jesus is telling them that they're going to be worse off because now they've met him and they have rejected him. And, and it goes with us today. The same for us today. When, when we're told about Jesus and we're told about all these great things that he has done, how he has died for our sins on the cross, how he was buried and how he was resurrected for us so that our sins could be forgiven, we now have, after hearing that message, we have a responsibility. We have to make a decision. We can choose to accept what Jesus has done for us and live for him, or we can, like these Pharisees and these religious leaders, we can hear it and not listen and not pay any attention to it and reject it and say, no, thank you. And for the life of me, I don't know how or why anybody can listen to the message of Jesus and what he's done for us and reject him and say, no, thank you. But people do it every day, all the time. And not just one time, many times. They, the, the, the Spirit just continues to, to call out to them, the Holy Spirit, and, and through the power of the Word, and, and, and they just continue to say, no, thank you. I, I don't want any part of it. Because they, they, they're like the religious leaders and the Pharisees. They, 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 do, they do not see a need for a Savior. They refuse to acknowledge that they have sin in their life. Because if they acknowledge they have sin in their, sin in their life, that means they got to have a Savior, which means they would have to come to Jesus. And if they won't come to Jesus, that means that there's got to be changes made in their lives. But, but what they don't understand is, Jesus will take care of all that from the inside out. It, it it's not you know oh I gotta give up I gotta give up this and I gotta give up that and and I gotta do this and I can't do that anymore. It's not like that at all. Because what happens is when we come to Jesus and we give our lives to Jesus and we start filling our lives with the Word of God, that change takes place from the inside and it it, it, it and it happens over time. It doesn't just happen overnight. Sometimes it does. But it happens over time, and the Spirit works through the power of the Word. And the more we're in the Word, the more we fall in love with Jesus and we grow closer to Jesus, we don't even want to do that stupid crap anymore, that old nasty stuff of the world. But unfortunately, people just continue to reject Jesus. And I, I don't understand it. But, you know, one day... One day there's come there's there's coming a time when they'll all because the Bible says whether you believe it's true or not, it's going to happen, and the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and if the people who have who die in their sins and die without the blood of Jesus Christ washing away their sins, they're still going to bow the knee and they're still going to confess Him 
as Lord, and they're going to look on him, and then they're going to hear the words, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you because you heard my, the message about me, but unfortunately, you kept on rejecting me. Why? Why does people want to reject such great love that God has for us as he gave us his son to die for our sins? Thank you, Jesus. These guys, these religious leaders, these Pharisees, you know, they had all the prophecies. They had all the details of the Messiah. They taught people that the Messiah was coming. And here is the Messiah standing right before their very eyes, having a conversation with them. And they say, no, thank you. They, they just reject him. In fact, they want him dead. They've been plotting to kill him. And they're just looking for a way uh, to trip him up. And, and the reason why they rejected him and didn't believe him is because Jesus did not fit their preconceived ideas of who the Messiah would be. They were looking for a warrior who was going to be this uh, mighty man of royalty who's going to sit on the throne of David and who's going to deliver them from this terrible Roman oppression. But what they got was a, you know, a baby born in an uh, animal's trough uh, from an unwed mother. So they look at Mary as an adulterer. And they would say God would never have the Messiah being born like that. And then Jesus looks like an ordinary dude. He doesn't even have a place to live. He's not sitting on David's throne. He's not dressed in royalty. He's just dressed in a regular tunic. Uh, just like any other man from uh, back in his day. And, they, and he came from Nazareth. And they just they really had a lot of trouble with things like that they and so they just because of their preconceived ideas of who the messiah would be they they rejected the very messiah that they were looking for in fact many of them are still looking for the messiah to this very day and so as jesus was talking to them and he's talking to this crowd that had gathered around him uh, as he's having this conversation with these religious leaders and these Pharisees, his family shows up, Mary, his mom, his brothers, and his sisters. And they show up and they and and the people say, hey, you, you know, your mom and your family have arrived. Uh, and so here's Jesus' reply to them. He says, as, Matthew says, as Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside. So evidently he was in somebody's house and the crowd had gathered around. And they're standing outside, and they're, they're asking to speak to Jesus. And someone tells him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they want to speak to you. And Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Sounds weird, doesn't it? Because they already know your, uh, your mom's out here, and your, your brothers are out here. And then Jesus points to his disciples, his 12 hand-picked disciples, including Judas, the one who betrays him. And he says, look, these are my mother these are my brothers well that, that sounds weird doesn't it but then in verse 50 he says in fact anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother in other words you and i can have an opportunity to be in the family of god and jesus sends out the message i have died for you I was placed in a tomb for three days for you. I was resurrected for you. I have become the Passover lamb. I have given my life. I laid my life down. I shed my blood. 
I, he was 100% human. He felt all the pain and agony that we feel. And he w- was brutally beaten and then brutally nailed to a cross and hung there for six hours in pain and agony trying to breathe until he couldn't do it anymore. And he gave up the ghost. He gave up his spirit. And, and, and he was placed in that tomb for three days, comes out resurrected. Forty days later, he sends back to the Father, and he sits at the Father's right hand, and he's making intercession for those who, as he says, anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven. What is the will of the Father in heaven? It's to be washed in the blood of his Son, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you made that decision today? If you have made that decision, are you telling other people about Jesus, giving them the opportunity to make that decision for themselves? Give them the opportunity to to accept or reject Jesus. But you have an opportunity today to be a part of the family of God, to be a brother of Jesus Christ himself, to be a sister of Jesus Christ himself. What are you going to do with the message? Are you going to reject Jesus or are you going to accept Jesus and walk with him today? God bless you. Thank you for listening today. and Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.